the most entertaining talk anywhere. Stay tuned to LA Talk Radio. Your real talk station. 24 hours of commercial free programming. The Green Room is brought to you today by LegalZoom.com, the leader in self-help legal documents. Be sure to enter referral code GREEN at checkout for the Green Room discount. And now, here's your host of The Green Room, Sean Green! All right, everyone. Welcome to the green room. We're doing it live here on LA Talk Radio. Sorry, I forgot to turn on my microphone. I'm a professional. Speaking of pros, we got a real pro in the studio, Casey Fay. Hey. Thank you, uh, comedian Casey Fay, coming checking out the show. Return visitor. Yes, exactly. Back again, back by popular demand. <laughs> we also have uh, Logan. Logan <laughs> As always, on the one and two. Yeah. All right, man. Wow, what what a day. Man, what's going on? Oh, I uh, I was running here because I'm recording this uh, during my lunch hour of my um, my day job, and uh, I don't know. Have you guys had this before where you, you you play it safe? You're like, all right, I know there's a meter spot right here. It's three blocks away. I'm just gonna park here because I don't want to drive past and then turn around and have to drive by. And then yeah. I park, and then of course I'm jogging to the to the studio to get here on time, and I pass like five other. Wide open spots, even closer. Way closer, yeah. What is that about life? <laughs> I feel like a Dave Barry uh, stand-up book right now. You you switch into that lane. Next thing you know, that's the lane that's jammed up. <laughs> oh man! All right. Well, let's see. Uh, man, ton going on in the news. First off, uh, this is the biggest story so far. This is not a matter which was discussed by the Security Council today. I can say in my in my personal capacity as British ambassador that obviously we welcome the release of these two uh, journalists. Um, uh, uh, we're glad that uh, former President Clinton's uh, initiative to go to uh, Pyongyang. All right. I don't know why I pulled that guy's version of it. Yeah. <laughs> I think I was just like, oh, he's got a British voice. Uh, that'll be interesting. I'll sound classier that way. Yeah, exactly. Add, a, add another element to the program. But no, uh, obviously Bill Clinton got those two chicks out of uh, North Korea, and it's amazing what some guys will do to get laid. Am I right? Oh. <laughs> Am I right? That's been, that, that seems wow. to be the angle so far. It's like, oh, you know why he was doing it. It's freeing some ladies. I mean, I'm just glad you know I can bring back all my Lewinsky material, work it into somehow seem like a current events story. He's topical again. That's the thing. He, that's the thing about Bill Clinton, man. He always manages to stay topical. Always stays in the headlines. He yeah. loves it. Well, apparently, like Kim Jong-il, I was reading, apparently he's just a huge publicity whore. Like that's the whole reason he let he let these two chicks out was that he came over here or you know basically it seemed like there was an agreement already made that if Bill Clinton showed up that he would let these chicks go. Wow. Because he's that enamored with having, you know, right. he's a huge movie buff. Yeah. Just I I think, you know, I think we send over Tom Cruise, get him to just <laughs> We're going to send Tom over Cruise there. over as a gift. Right. Tell him to star in anything Kim Jong Il produces. <laughs> Three picture deal, nothing. Don't tie him down for the rest of his life. Right. I think we can disarm Korea's nuclear power. I'd love to see uh what Kim Jong Il would pitch for his Tom Cruise movie, you know? <laughs> like if he would just be like, "I want to do Mission Impossible 4." Or if he would have like a So here's the idea. You're a benevolent leader of a country. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, I just wonder like how that um I don't know how that meeting starts. Like, how do you meet with Kim Jong Il, even if you are like a former president? You know, 
everything I've heard, he just seemed like. Uh, How do you get his phone number? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> How does exactly. it, what do you you know, like Twitter him? I have no idea. Just the just the process of getting a hold of Kim Jong Il seems like it would be a difficult thing. Yeah, I did hear that he um, he claimed he once got nine holes in one in a row in, in golf. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> like he had that be like a, a press con- whatever they I guess would consider like a press release from his. Uh, that is funny. Like, like oh, that's, that's the kind of stuff you can do. You, you forget as a dictator who controls the entire media, yeah. and you're like. Oh wow! Oh, I could really start using. I love how he he's like, all right, nine holes in one. Right. I don't want to make it unrealistic. <laughs> right. We'll leave it at nine holes in one. Why not just say you're the greatest golfer of all time? How crazy yeah. would it have been to be? Although hired I guess to be a translator in <laughs> yeah. that conversation. <laughs> yeah. I mean, how do they choose? How do they choose a translator? Yeah. I don't know. I, I imagine. I imagine he has someone on staff speak multiple languages. I think is a requirement. Yeah, exactly. Or they just. I imagine how they hire everyone in North but I mean, Korea. Which translator do you know that you're like when as soon as you hear about this, are you like, oh, I hope they get. I hope they pick me. Well, I'm sure this is a cush gig compared to like translating uh, detainees down in Guantanamo Bay. Like exactly. I, I figure as the translator gig goes, that's got to be up there. Definitely. Well, uh, Casey was talking about Kim Jong Il's ability as a golfer. Um, another famous golfer, possibly. I don't know, as famous or uh, up there with uh, Kim Jong-il as Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods, I don't know if you heard this, but uh, he, he let one go on the golf course. So let's uh, let's take a listen. Josh Cameron's there, please. Dissipated a little bit, a little bit nicer. Early evening, 10 past 6 Pacific Daylight Time here just outside of San Diego. I love how golf is so boring that they just throw in the time and weather. <laughs> what is this, like the Ryan Seacrest morning show? <laughs> Checking in, uh, bumper-to-bumper traffic on the 405. All right, he's uh, got the driver here. and uh... <laughs> That amounts uh, like the British Open, but better. <laughs> Wait, oh God! Committed. God Tirico. bless Mike Tirico. Yeah. <laughs> not even not rattled at all. <laughs> no, that's crazy. Yeah, I know they had talked earlier this year about putting um, microphones on all the caddies for like uh, for golf tournaments. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I don't know. I just feel like I'm a, I'm amazed at what kind of because you think I don't know I, the kind of stuff golfers might say. I mean, you golf, Sean. I, Yes, I'm a I'm an avid golfer. I feel like uh, if someone had a mic on you, you could probably only play about 20 seconds <laughs> yeah. of the entire uh, the entire round. Well, certainly, certainly, if uh, yeah, I, I would say my golf game is not suitable for network broadcasts. <laughs> right. I mean, isn't that you, you see these guys throwing clubs, breaking clubs, chucking balls into the water? Obviously, they're insanely pissed off. I mean, that's the that's the whole thing about golf is it's a completely mental game. Right. And what do you do when you when you are mentally frazzled. You yell "cunt," or you know what I mean. Like I don't know. I don't know how. I don't know how the pros react. But right. that's generally, generally what I do. I think one thing missing from golf that that you see at uh, well, first off, they have to they have to walk the the course. I don't like that. I know. I know all the traditionalists are saying like, "Hey, you know, that's part of the game." I I don't, I don't agree with that. I think I I'd be fine with them driving in a cart. Um, I would love to see John Daly driving a cart. I think that would encourage drinking during golf. <laughs> Which uh, I think would definitely spice it up, and additionally, I think where are the hot cart girls? You know what yeah, I mean? Like that's, that's a that's a a reason why a lot of guys go golfing, or I mean, not a reason, but they enjoy the hot cart girls. I remember the golf course that we go to, 
It's in a Burbank. And then there's this like 19 year old chick driving around in like four inch platform heels coming by, like rum and coke. It's like, yeah. I already brought, you know, a case of beer, but I was like, oh, yeah, sure. Whatever you say, hot chick. I know that's got, I always, I knew a couple people who did that in high school, a couple of girls who were car girls. I feel like that's got to have the highest ratio of like sexual harassment oh, in the workplace. Oh, my God. And it's all these like old guys with money, like old judges and lawyers. Yeah. And just they're like, they're kind of like so blatantly ridiculously hitting on this chick that she's not even offended. She's just like, oh, well, they tip me yeah, 15 kind of bucks funny. and whatever. You know? Yeah, my uncle, he always used to brag. He, he's in a country club, uh, you know, successful business owner. He's like, oh, yeah, man, we put that chick through college. <laughs> <laughs> like it was something to be pr- – well, you tip the girl 25 grand a year? <laughs> I mean, I, that's impressive. Yeah. I, I Obviously, collectively, as a club, but still. Yeah, I don't do much golfing, but my dad loves it. And uh, so I used to go a lot when I was a kid, and I remember um, – Finding out very quickly that you're not supposed to take your shirt off when you go golfing. Yeah. <laughs> well, it was like a sunny day, you know, in the yeah. summer when you're a kid, you're exercising. Like, why not? Why not get, get a little bronze? You know, right. work out these tan lines of mine. <laughs> so I take off the shirt, and my uh, my dad didn't notice before some other guy in a different hole did just started oh, berating wow. me. Wow. And then I was like, "Fuck this game! I'm just you'll see see me at the ball wash station. That's what I'm all about." Yeah, exactly. It's kind of an old school rule system. It was. First it was no blacks, then it was no women. <laughs> right now, I think they're still they're clinging on to the uh, the shirt Colored required shirts rule. And, yeah, yeah. I remember I went golfing with my grandfather once, and and uh, they wouldn't let me onto the course because I didn't have my shirt tucked in. And then I tucked in my shirt and got 120. <laughs> <laughs> so shows what you know, golf course. Oh man, well that's uh, what else is going on. Well, we got more pop culture news. Coming out of uh, American Idol. If she were a contestant, you could say Paula Abdul's journey on American Idol is over. And she leaves not with... (laughs) Wait. Couldn't you say that if she was a uh, judge as well? Let's listen to that one more time. Paula Abdul's journey on American Idol is over. And she leaves not with a bang, but with a tweet. She announced on her Twitter page she will not be back for Idol's ninth season. Abdul says she makes that decision with sadness in her heart. Fox was quick to confirm that Abdul says she would not be back. Haven't you just lost respect for sadness if you heard this? Like, she has sadness in her heart. If she was actually had sadness in her heart, I'm just ashamed for that, that emotion. Left to answer the question, did Idol even want her back? Last season, producers added a new judge, Cara Diaguardi, to the mix. Recently, producers announced that host Ryan Seacrest and Diaguardi both had new deals, leaving Abdul sort of twisting in the wind. Even before Abdul's tweet, her representative had said the lack of a contract offer at this point was rude. Oscar Wells Gabriel, <laughs> the Associated Press. I wish I had people sticking up for me like that in my life. You know what? This you're not signing Sean to a three picture deal. That is rude. Can you imagine working for Paula Abdul? I, oh yes. I had to. We, I did an event. I used to be an event coordinator. Did an event with Paula Abdul, and she was so fucked up that she couldn't do the event. And all of her people were like the worst people in the world. Like just <laughs> uh, maybe they're different now, but th- this was a few years ago. They're just awful. And then I thought to myself, of course they're fucking awful. They're Paula Abdul's personal assistant. Like can you imagine how shitty of a job that is. How many like just fucked up and crazy and drunk and high and she is all times and you have yeah, to I mean, justify it. I, did you guys ever watch the Paula Abdul reality show? No. Oh my God, like the stuff that they let on that show, she's clearly inebriated and just like, ah, and just like, you know, that kind of Viking-induced haze just screaming at people 
shrieking at them, just this emotional up and down roller coaster. And in my head, I'm just like, oh my God, this is the shit they left in. Like, <laughs> she was the executive producer on the reality show and was like, yeah, this is this is me at my best. <laughs> my eyes are open when I'm talking. I'll take this. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is me just, uh, you know, yelling at QVC of not marketing my jewelry property. Hey, it's it's business, right? People want to get behind the, the Paula Abdul world. I don't know what they're thinking getting rid of Paula. I mean, that that's a compelling storyline every year. Yeah. I mean, just I, you know, I don't know. I guess I'm not a I'm not a regular viewer of the program. But really, isn't isn't that part of the isn't that part of it? Like the possible train wreck Paula? Yeah, I feel like that was entertainment tonight's like headlines every week this week would be like the Kimberly sings great, and what was Paula talking about when she talked about sandwiches and M and M's? You know, it is it is great how Paula is insanely nice to the contestants, but not not insanely nice to anyone she works with. <laughs> right? Yeah. Like you can imagine, like so positive. <laughs> yeah, I can just picture some assistant crying, like, "Why couldn't I be beautiful like all those fucking contestants?" <laughs> oh man, I just oh wow, I just hope I felt like. Because she was working with uh, Fox, you know, it's a big network company. There's like a giant, kind of giant umbrella kind of uh, protecting her as far as, you know, shit coming out. And right. now I feel like Fox has severed the severed the relationship and stuff is really going to come out about, you know, just about her life. 2010, the year of Paula. <laughs> it's coming out. I hope so, man. What, I hope I mean, so. What more could come out? Like, I remember <laughs> yeah, I guess, like I three guess. years se- seasons into it or something, there was a whole thing where she was like sleeping with one of the contestants. And then they kind of just kind of like pushed that under the rug. And <laughs> yeah, that just turned into nothing. And then just like, oh, no, she's really friendly. She gives them all bracelets. And sure, sometimes she invites them, some of them over to her house. Like, like what? <laughs> Isn't this a contest of some kind? Doesn't? Yeah, I don't know. I, that definitely seems a conflict of interest when yeah. you're judging people that you're also fucking. <laughs> right. Or letting fuck you. Yeah. And then the guy couldn't even sell any albums after all that publicity. That was the worst part. Felt bad for the dude. Yeah, I mean, I guess on the plus side, you get a hook up with Paula Abdul, but... I don't know. Is it still in 2005? Though? <laughs> it's one thing for hooking up with Paula Abdul in 1985 when she's dancing with a cat. Yeah, exactly. After she broke up with Emilio. That's, That's the craziest part. This is supposed to be like the number one music show. Is she even? I mean, yeah, she had like a good two to three year run, but is she really? Is she really a music? Is she really a, an expert on music in any sense? Right. I guess they say she's an expert on performing because she was like a dancer, right. singer. But, but yeah, no, I think it's just it was the highest level of um, musician they could get at that time. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean that's the that's the weird thing is that, you know, the the show like before, you know, before the show that she had no leverage as far as you know what other projects are coming out and, you know, now I I don't know what is she gonna do now? What's her next? What's Paul's next step in her journey? Yeah, I was gonna say I don't think she has any leverage now. <laughs> no, I bet. She, <laughs> why what, why would she not take any offer? Or I, I mean, from what it sounds like they. They just didn't offer her anything. Right, yeah. I mean, it was pretty. It seemed pretty obvious that when they hired a new female last year, and they're like, oh, no, this has nothing to do with Paula Abdul. And, yeah. But, of course, that's what it, you want one season so people get to know her so that when you shit-can Paula, then it's a little bit more comfortable. But I, th- I don't know. I mean, I think the best thing she could do is just be like a reality show contestant or judge on some other, like, you know, lamer show. Just I mean, I think I think Randy Jackson is playing it right. He just sits back, yep. criticizes a little bit, talks about dog, dogs, writes his books, <laughs> you know, bumps and everything. Yeah, right. Just doesn't touch anything. <laughs> well, I mean, wouldn't wouldn't you? I mean, yeah. you're you're in the cushiest job in show business. You just let Simon be the star. You just hang out. Do you think they got rid of her because of all the drug and wackiness, or do you think she just became at some point that difficult to work with? 
I think I think it was just fear from, like you said, Fox Network is probably just scared of like we never know what she's going to do. It's not worth it. Um, you know, people like her, but she's easily replaceable. I think so. We'll see. That'd be, that would be funny if all of a sudden she was the glue that was holding that show together through, <laughs> through some weird no cocaine induced. Uh, no one has ever described Paula Abdul as glue, at least not in like a uh, not in a positive sense. <laughs> right. Well, uh, let's see. Paula Abdul, she uh, she announced her. Um, she announced her, I guess, retirement. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. You know what you call? And that's that she's leaving her show through Twitter. And um, I love I I love Twitter just for the fact that it's creating this conduit of wacky celebrities right to us. You know, because I feel like back in the old days, you know, ten years ago, any kind of publicity statement, any kind of announcement had to be filed through some PR. You know, yeah. I could picture like, all right, hey, this is what I want to say to the press. What are you crazy? <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> No, no, you're going to say like, oh, hey, I don't know about these accusations, not, not, you know, go F everyone. You know what I mean? Like now it's just great, this open conduit to just hear exactly, you know, and, and it's coming into uh, sports especially. Um, the NFL now is, it's coming from the Washington Post, the NFL is an existing policy now burying the use of cell phones, computers, PDAs, and other devices. And I guess now they're looking into social networking stuff. Because they don't want uh, guys tweeting or tweeting uh, during game day, and uh, I don't know. I for one, I love I love when athletes tweet. Yeah. Because you, you it was like you had this doubt. It's like, oh, I don't know how how intelligent are these guys, and then you see, not very. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You're like, oh my god. All right, they are retarded. Yeah. I love uh, my favorite athlete, uh, athlete tweet so far has been when. Uh, Chad Ochocinco of the Bengals compared Michael Jackson's death to 9-11. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Wow. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I, I don't know. The NFL to me is like uh, it's like a parent of a homeschooled kid or something. They just want to control everything all the time. And it's just, I mean, I think the NBA seems to be almost embracing Twitter because, like, like you said, you can advertise athletes, like, direct contact. You can listen to exactly what they want to say, feel more like a part of the team. I mean, in any in any new technology or anything like this, it seems fighting it is never a great idea. Like, oh, right. all right, we're going to, you know, look at China and the Internet. Does that, oh, okay, yeah, that solved the problem there. <laughs> you know, and just blocking something and saying, and then it just becomes this huge, big issue. Yeah, I did, um, on Twitter, I did have my first, I don't know if you guys have ever had one, but I had my first Twitter boner the other day. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I read, I read something that gave me a boner. <laughs> what was it? Wow, what was it, Casey? This better be good. I, well, I, to be honest, I didn't really remember what it was. Oh, come on. What? How could you not remember? I recommend. Like, well, was it something I tweeted? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, hold on. Let's bring up, uh, let's see if I can get into Logan's Twitter. You guys, all right, Logan, uh, describe your uh, describe your tweeting habits. Uh, well, I don't really update my day. I just think of funny quotes or jokes or something and put it up pretty much. Sometimes I put links up there. Of cool stuff. And then my last one was a trippy cartoon. Link. Nice. What is a trippy cartoon? I don't know. It's just this animation I found online when I was just on Vimeo. I was just doing something else for my own videos. And I saw, you know, it suggests other videos you would like. And I clicked on this one animation and it was crazy. Logan, what's your uh, Twitter thing? So I can look it up real quick. Logan Lystico. One word. And the last name is L-E-I. Or let me know when. <laughs> L-E-I-S-T-I-K. Because uh, Logan, Logan's got some great tweets going on. Casey, what? Um, so wait, you don't remember? No, I mean I remember how I found it. There was a thing that was going around. It was uh, like one of those trends or whatever. It was called like best sex ever. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was all these people 
listing the just like the like just like these guys. I think uh, as I as I clicked on them, I started to realize I think it was like just people trying to hit on other people or something. But like some guy be like best sex ever is when she just lays back and does all the work. Or like best sex ever is when <laughs> there were some there were some really great ones. And so I was just reading I was just reading some of those then. One of them, I was like, oh, I was like, I just got a boner off reading something. Like that hasn't happened. <laughs> like a lot of them were just promoting uh, unsafe sex, <laughs> right? Yeah, that's true. But I was like, man, that hasn't happened since the early days of internet, you know. And I just had to read a story. I didn't have the time to find. Yeah, it. kids have no idea what it was before you're inundated with uh, all these. I know. All these uh, various forms of media. Try, yeah, try searching something regular. You get a porn site nowadays, you know? Kids these days, huh? <laughs> I'm telling you, man. Uh. I, wait, Logan, my favorite, uh, one of my favorite tweets of yours was, uh, <laughs> I, I tweeted something unfunny last time and I lost two followers. That'll never happen again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's true. I, I love how it was just like, all right, Logan saw that he lost two followers and was like, "All right, it's time to rally the troops." <laughs> yeah. I don't want to. I gotta. I gotta I still stop. Don't the, have that many. I gotta stop the bleeding. <laughs> oh, uh, yes. While we're uh, talking about Twitter here, the San Diego Chargers find cornerback uh, Antonio Cromartie twenty five hundred dollars for complaining about the food at training camp on his Twitter account. <laughs> You know, like, as a fan, I'm just like, all right, wait, you're charging me fucking $9 for a beer, yet you have the gall to find this guy $2,500? Why don't you take that $2,500 and subsidize the beer? Like, obviously, it's just like, if you're pissing away money like that, Jesus Christ. I wonder, do they they just take that money back? Like, when a team finds someone, do they just, (laughs) like... That'd be funny if there's a team that just signs all these amazing contracts and then just finds different <laughs> reasons to just find dudes. And they, yeah, like finding him for saying the food's not good. Right? How how bad could the food be, or how? Oh God, I don't know. Why would you find? What are you worried? Like, oh, this looks really bad on the uh, on the organization. It's like maybe Antonio Cromartie's a picky eater. Maybe he's the <laughs> right. Casey Fay of the San Diego Chargers. I'm gonna have to get a jersey, a Cromartie jersey. Casey, no. you wouldn't you wouldn't last two days in the NFL. You'd be like. <laughs> I have to eat this gruel. Did you hear that uh, the J.R. Smith, the Denver Nuggets oh, guy, yes. was uh, was writing in a in a his tweets were in a gang lingo that's associated with the Bloods. Yeah, well, actually, I think it was the Crips because he uh, because they said the um, the sign of the Crips was taking the C's and changing it to K's, uh, which I mean, not that anyone thought these gang guys were genius, but not really the Morse code to crack. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, this uh, this Crips. Uh, fr- Crips have tweet accounts, really? That's that gangster? Well, I mean, God, J.R. Yeah, Smith, that's... what are you, <laughs> what are you thinking? Didn't he run? Didn't he run someone over? Yeah, I think he just got out of he just got out of jail. I think that's what he was jail or prison. Something he got out for a little while, and he was thanking everyone, be like, oh, you know, I'm keeping it. You're some, yeah, keeping it. Who are you trying to win over? Don't you realize you're in a business? Like, you know who's not going to pay you $3 million to wear a certain pair of running shoes? The Crips. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no Reebok executive is like, oh, wow, he has street cred. Yeah, let's, let's, uh, I'm a major corporation. I want to sponsor this guy. All right, here's some sample Logan tweets. I'm so fucking cool. Sent from my iPhone. <laughs> Dude, Logan, do you have an iPhone? No. <laughs> no, but I get a lot of emails sent from people's iPhones or Blackberries. Yeah, that is kind of, uh, it's not their fault, but it's the company. It's just like, I don't know. I have an iPhone. 
Uh, here's another Logan tweet. There are plenty of fish in the sea, but that shit just got polluted with unhealthy levels of slut. <laughs> <laughs> Logan, I'm worried. Does that seem a little... Uh, are you a little angry, Logan? It's true. Was that a single this person? Or was that just Come on, Logan. That had LA, to be... Let let's, let's get into it, Logan. That had to be about someone specifically. Uh... You don't have to use their name. I mean, first off, no one listens to the show, but... <laughs> no, it really wasn't. It was just, uh... Come on, Logan. That had to no, be a reaction. No, I just feel that way in general, and I thought of a... That was a good way to put it. <laughs> you think there's too many slutty girls out here? Yeah, just in general. Or... So you're anti-slut? Uh, yeah. I don't know, a little bit. Okay. Not really. What? Now, Logan... <laughs> way to take a stand, Logan. <laughs> Logan, you seem to be kind of all over the map on this uh, slut thing. Because I just wrote it. It really wasn't really... But let's be thing. honest. Like, uh, you know... Well, they say there's plenty of fish in the sea. I've dated a lot of women, and most of them suck. I don't know. So, you're saying I'm they suck, not necessarily... most of the relationships, so it's just a personal... Right. Now, why are you, why you disappointed? Not that, they're, not that they're necessarily slutty, but... Okay, so slut is just for, a derogative term, like yeah. when... I, when I call someone a fag, it doesn't mean they're actually gay. It just means, you know, well, they're fag. Well, someone said there's plenty of fish in the sea to me the other day. Before I wrote that, that's like kind of old now. Uh, and I, it may have been, uh, oh, it was probably Kim. Remember that Kim girl? Okay, Kim. Nothing wrong with her. She's actually, oh, shit, she, I shouldn't be saying this. But anyway. Uh, why? Dude, she's not listening. All right, yeah, so but Kim, she's really Good cool. looking chick you brought I over. I get along with her. Just wasn't feeling it. Right. And then this guy was just like, you know what? There's plenty of fish in the sea. And I was like, yeah, but like, and then I just, my mind was just working like, well. So wait, you weren't feeling The sea's it? polluted. I mean, there, yeah, there's a lot of fish. You can't eat any of them. Right. You know, it's like, that doesn't mean <laughs> So anything. you didn't want to eat her fish? There's tons of women. Now wait, but you weren't you know, feeling there's it, always, I don't know. I always have a problem with them. You weren't feeling it? I wasn't feeling it. Really? She was good looking. I remember she came over. Uh, I don't know. She well, told the story of how she saw Logan in the bar and then she had to tell her friend. She's like. Oh, I just have to talk to him. She oh, told what? like I don't remember that. Wasn't who was the one with no, those nice legs? No, that was a different girl. Oh, okay. What's her name? <laughs> her name is uh, Marge. Oh, Marge? <laughs> that's not her real no, name. No, that's her real <laughs> fake name. Oh, okay. Why, dude? No one's listening. Well, he might stay but, in contact uh, with her. Kim, he's like, I'll talk shit about Kim. I wasn't feeling because I wasn't going to talk too much shit about Kim. I just wasn't feeling it with her. But right. Marge, just not feeling it. <laughs> Sorry, ladies. Here's another great Logan tweet. I'm wearing flip-flops and a ski jacket. My feet don't give a fuck, but my torso is a pussy when it comes to chilly weather. Nice. I like that. I think that was the one where I lost to. <laughs> really? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. The reaction is I was supposed to be like, nice one. Yeah, it is. I don't know, I'm not uh, going to bust yeah, the gut that. off it. Here's another right. one. Gross. I just realized this is someone else's chapstick that fell out of a couch cushion in my friend's garage. Why did I take this? <laughs> <laughs> I like that one. That would that would win a, win a followers over that if you ask me. to me, yeah. I know people with a garage. Exactly. Man, a lot of show today. I'm going to do the uh, quick commercial read. And when we come back, guys, we have exclusive clips from the Seinfeld porno. Um, it's a, uh, a parody of the... the uh, the television program Seinfeld. I have never seen so much production value sunk into a one sh- one porno. It's split up in two different hour long chunks. Basically, it's like <laughs> it's like a twenty two minute sitcom with another like forty minutes of just straight boning thrown in. <laughs> and it is it is compelling to say the least. So uh, you know, I'm going to do a quick commercial read, and uh, we'll get to that when we come back. All right, Sean Green here for uh, 
LegalZoom.com. That's right, LegalZoom.com, the leader. Self-help legal services. LegalZoom, they're champs, man. They really are. We are talking about how, um, you know, it's ridiculous to have uh, Antonio Cromartie fined $2,500. It's a ridiculous waste of money. In this economy, you don't need to be wasting money. You need to be saving money. You know what DIY stands for, Logan? What? Do <laughs> it yourself. Wow. Yeah, whether it's a home or a, any sort of project, doing it yourself, you save money. And LegalZoom.com helps you do it yourself. Let, let's be honest. A lot of these simple uh, simple legal forms, they're just that. They're just simple. You're filling out a template. You don't need to pay a high-priced lawyer to, to fill all that out for you. Yeah, lawyers are great for some things. Don't get me wrong. If you're Dante Stallworth, you run over a human being crossing the street and you kill them, LegalZoom.com is not where you go. You go to a high-priced attorney. But for simple things like a trademark, a will, a patent, you go to LegalZoom.com. Great rates, great prices. Logan, you've used uh, LegalZoom yourself, correct? Yes, I have. Describe the experience to the listeners. Well, I got a doing business as for the documentary label. Uh, cost only $80. It was real quick. Um, in California, you're required when you start doing business as to publish an uh, article about your company. In a local newspaper. I didn't even have to do that. LegalZoom did all of that for me. All I did was pay the money. They sent me a form. I signed it. Sent it back in a prepaid envelope. Boom. Bada bing, bada boom. I got a deal doing business as. All right. Well, thank you, Logan. <laughs> Uh-oh, I couldn't did. have said it better yourself. <laughs> or myself. <laughs> oh, I couldn't have said it better. Reminder. LegalZoom, they're not a law firm. They're a self-help legal service. And uh, make sure you enter green in the referral code and let your buddy Sean Green save you a little extra green. Not only is LegalZoom saving you money, but Sean Green, myself, helps save you a couple extra bucks. Enter green in that checkout code. All right, well, we're back to the uh, live program. Casey, how you doing? Good. Good. We're back. Yeah, we're live. back. <laughs> we're live. We're back now. live. Uh, Casey Faye sitting in the program. All right, man. Oh, well, first off, I wanted to touch on this uh, NFL seasons. Uh, we were talking about earlier about uh, these NFL tweeters. This this story, I just something about me just loves loves to hate Jerry Jones. <laughs> Jerry Jones, owner of the Cowboys, and it's hard for me to give a, an honest opinion about Jerry Jones because I'm such a brainwashed Eagles fan that I would hate anyone associated with the Dallas Cowboys. But I feel like Jerry Jones really, he's just a villainy owner. Like you know, he's just he just seems evil. Am I wrong, Casey? Yeah, no, there's just something not right about him. I mean, he tries so hard to look right and say the right things, and there's just this, like, creepy old yeah, man just, behind him. Yeah, it's knows. Just, he's just this old guy with just this big, toothy grin, and I don't know, especially watching that, uh, that documentary on the Dallas Cowboys, you just see his son. He's just, like, this super rich kid with, like, yeah. slicked hair. He's just wearing the Super Bowl rings and just... Yeah, this weird fa- fascination with popcorn, that he always has, like, popcorn. Yeah, who do popcorn. you think you are? Lorne Michaels, you know? <laughs> Lorne Michaels is an eccentric man who loves popcorn. I understand he's in the arts, but I don't know. There's something I don't trust about a 70-year-old man who cares so much about how he looks. You yeah. Know? I think at a certain age, you stop giving a fuck what you look like because you're a man. That's the best thing about getting <laughs> old. Yeah, just, you don't give a fuck. Right. You, you just don't... I don't know. Something is just... Something's just not... I don't trust this guy. And then now... Now, this is coming out. Um, of course, he had, a, he had to make a $1.4 billion stadium or some, something insane like that. 
uh, largest television in the world. I guess I gotta. I guess that's kind of cool. <laughs> <laughs> Even an Eagles fan can admit that the <laughs> biggest TV there's some, there's in the world something is about a pretty cool. Biggest television in the world. That's yeah. All right. Okay, I'll give you that. <laughs> so the prices are coming out about the the prices of this new stadium. This is insane. Um, uh, this person. Uh, this is the Dallas first Fort Worth. Okay, so um, guess what a uh, a suite? Well, guess what you lease a suite for at the Dallas Stadium per year? Thirty thousand dollars. No, Logan, eight hundred thousand dollars a year to lease a suite. Jesus. That doesn't even include the price of the game or event tickets. Oh my! They, they don't even give you free tickets for eight hundred thousand dollars a year. Do you know you could get like a? Do you know what kind of house you could buy for eight hundred thousand dollars? <laughs> and you get to stay in that the rest of your life. Jesus Christ! I, I mean, and then you have to pay for every game and every. Event. They don't even give you. They they don't even throw in free food or drinks. Twelve packs. <laughs> you know, what do I get? A <laughs> yeah, the one I've like I went to the one in the in Minneapolis, the Metrodome and stuff, and you get like a couple cases of beer and like a buffet spread, and you know and the price of the games included. Yeah, every game and every event. Eight hundred yeah. grand a year. There's eight games, so that means you're paying a hundred grand just to have a suite. In this stadium, not even including the tickets, and I'm sure, however many people that can see, that's what you have to pay. Yeah. So it's probably twenty, twenty. You know, you add in the game tickets, you're you're looking over a million dollars a year just to watch the Cowboys, who haven't made the playoffs since 1996. Jesus. Where do you get the balls to charge that much? Twelve packs of domestic beer, sixty six dollars. I don't know. I, I got to say that's kind of reasonable for a stadium. Well, yeah. I mean, that's less than $6 a beer. I'll right. give them that. Four-pack of Red Bull, $22. All right, fine. This is hilarious. They have uh, Cowboy Rita drinks. They <laughs> <laughs> Really? Really? You're, you put in $1.4 billion into a goddamn stadium. You can't pay someone to think of a more creative name than Cowboy Rita drinks? <laughs> that's awful. You're supposed to be this group of manly man. Oh, my God. <laughs> my, my dad is called Cowboy fans fags for years on end and this is before he learned of the cowboy rita drink <laughs> hey uh, hey guys just me and me and the guys watching the game get, drinking some cowboy ritas <laughs> cowboy rita jesus christ <laughs> you have no are oh, you call yourself a man jerry jones 14 dollars. i guess for a margarita this stadium but this is this is this is highway robbery the price they charge for a large pizza, large pizza at the new Dallas Stadium. Guess what it retails for, Logan? How much? <laughs> Sorry, I was writing something. I wasn't listening. What did you say? <laughs> that was the funniest thing ever said. John like slams the table. Huge buildup. Big silence. That was I was writing funniest... down car bro- cowboy Rita party. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was All right. Busy. But that was possibly the funniest thing ever said on a radio show. Sorry, I'm not listening. <laughs> Damn, it. Damn it. I'm sorry, man. What'd you say? We're trying to get people in the audience <laughs> right. to listen to this fucking show. And meanwhile, I can't get Logan's attention. But I'm banging on the table Make literally. Sure I'm not, like, right. So, okay. So you're going to put the onus on me for nuts. I banged on, on the table. I'm hosting a radio show that you're on. Something. That I expect you to talk on. And I get yelled at for not... Getting your attention properly. Well, Logan, uh, if you wouldn't mind taking a break from whatever you're working on, maybe Sudoku puzzle, I don't know. Guess what a cheese pizza costs at Dallas Stadium? $99. (laughs) 
I don't know why that answer really pissed me off. It's $90. See, now it makes it seem like... You were supposed oh, to man. guess a reasonable fucking number, Logan. <laughs> wow. Oh, he just is just fucking this up in the, in the most brilliant ways. I love it. You know, it's supposed to create dramatic reactions. You're supposed to say, I don't know, $15? Yeah. Oh, it's at a stadium. Probably $20. $99. Now people, they're going there. They think they're getting a good deal. Not, oh, that's 10% off what Logan pays for a pizza. <laughs> Logan's a large one. You know what? I have a feeling he wasn't listening again, and he just he just uh, to throw out a number, so he just went with ninety nine. Logan, are you trying to make me look like an asshole on my own show? <laughs> I Not I listening read earlier, ninety nine. Oh, okay. Well, why don't you why don't you blow everything for the audience? <laughs> I why don't like, you pull the curtain back a little bit more? The best part Logan. of that too was because you kept going like twenty two dollars for four Red Bulls. Oh, I guess that's fair. I guess that one's reasonable. Uh, it was a build up. For, oh, okay, I guess I'm a uh, cowboy That's fair. But this one. This one, every, everyone's going to be furious with. Logan, guess on this one. Uh, a ridiculous amount, like 99 Guess Guess how many toppings are included with that $90 pizza, Logan. Zero. You got it, Logan. <laughs> hey. Zero toppings? You can't even give me a pepperoni? I would That's just, a real shame. I would just love that stare down. Uh, yeah, I'll take a large uh, large pizza. Okay, yeah, that'll, that'll run you $90. Okay, I'll get pepperoni on it. <laughs> What do you? What do you? What's your toppings for that? What do you like? Okay, uh, it's gonna be one hundred two. <laughs> right. Like, because obviously you base the toppings. It's a percentage of the pizza. Usually, what ten percent per topping or yeah, something? Yeah, like twelve dollar pizza. Casey, you're a PC aficionado. Yeah, I mean, what is? What does this say to you? It's usually two fifty for a topping, and then you are down to one fifty. But no, I I just wonder like how. But if you're paying for a ninety dollar pizza, there's no price per topping that I could think that would be ridiculous. You know, unless it's like. Like seventy five dollars for a topping because you're paying for a ninety dollar pizza. If they were like, if you're like a nine dollar ninety dollar pizza, you're like, oh, can I get a pepperoni on that? And they're like, uh, that'd be one hundred fifteen. I'd be like, okay, yeah, probably. I mean, yeah, like whole thing I would almost ridiculous. be insulted if they were like, all right, uh, large cheese pizza is ninety dollars. Uh, okay, I'll get I'll go with the large pepperoni. Uh, that's ninety two dollars. Like, Wait, <laughs> yeah. the pepperoni only costs two dollars. Right. Meanwhile, I- the bread, dough, and tomato cost ninety dollars. Yeah, can I just get some pepperoni, please? Dallas Cowboys, huh? Dallas Cowboys. Another reason. Most hated franchise. Another reason to hate them. Perfect reason to hate the Dallas Cowboys. Ah, well, let's see. Everyone loves pizza, and everyone, everyone loves pornography. And, you know, who doesn't love pornography? Um, Apparently everyone. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great intro to this segment. But I saw this. My buddy, um, who's a teacher, he has his summers off, uh, Barry, and... It's funny, he just sends me these text messages of him uh, cranking. He's, all he does now is the summer vacation is uh, make crank calls, look up pornography, and race his Corvette. <laughs> like, I think I would have had a lot more respect for teachers in high school if I realized this is the type of stuff they're getting to in their summer break. No doubt. Yeah, I remember getting emails from my buddies who were teachers like in their classes. They'd be like, man, this kid cannot spell beautiful, you know, just like, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, teachers. Yeah, you, you never realized, like, they're, okay, they have to keep it together, but they're they're actually human beings. Yeah, they jerk offs like the rest of us. So this, uh, my buddy Barry found this uh, pornography. It's a uh, parody of Seinfeld that's uh, pornographic. So here you go. What's the deal with the pornography on the Amazon? I mean, it needs to start something, right? I mean, this is the, uh, this is like the opening... I'll start it over again. The quality's not great, but this is like the opening monologue where, you know, Jerry's Jerry's doing, you know, kind of setting up the episode. So what's the deal with the on the I mean, it needs to start something, right? 
I mean, you have stenography, geography, and pornography. You know, when I'm watching pornography, I'm sure it's all hell not studied. If anything, I'm spending my penis. You know, geography. You get a master's in geography. Imagine that. Being a college student, Betty Lou, asking you out on a Friday night. Sorry, Betty. I gotta go home. I got my geography home. <laughs> I think I've used that line a few times. Sorry, ladies, I gotta gotta go home and study my dickography. First off, I love how um, they use a laugh track, but they have no they have no concept of what is a punchline or where to place it. So they just have the laugh track going the entire time. Like even when he's setting up the jokes, like, hey, what's the deal? Ah! They're laughing the entire. Oh God, that's so amazing. All right, here's a, here's a little bit more of uh, Seinfeld and pornography. Check it out on UGIS, everyone. <laughs> I love how it's like, oh, okay, we got to have them talking about analyzing stuff, but porn stuff. Okay. What was that line? That's why you'll never, That's see, why you'll never see a three-headed dildo. The punchline's <laughs> coming up. Sorry, I'll... Didn't mean to step on uh And so you see, that's why you'll never see a three at a dildo. Because the space time continue? Exactly. There's never allowed to exist. There's one guy in that laugh track just losing his fucking mind. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's the one guy who's actually there when they're filming it. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> it's like was this actually taped before a live studio audience? Oh yeah, of course. Nice. Of course. You gotta throw in the porn Nazi. Later on in the uh the porno, the porn Nazi having sex with these chicks is disturbing because he really looks like the porn Nazi and he's he's like raising his eyebrows and he's got that like jutted out mustache and he's making that kind of uh that that scowling face even while he's having sex with these chicks. <laughs> Man, it is disturbing. I gotta say though, this is the first pornography I watch where I fast forwarded through the sex parts. It was like, oh, I'm not interested in the sex at all. Give me, <laughs> I want to see what happens. Now this is, uh, this is Elena. Okay. Uh, this is Elena ordering at the, uh, porn Nazi. So if, obviously everyone's familiar with that, uh, the Seinfeld version. How did you pee today? Is it fresh? <laughs> you know, you just have a DP du jour. <laughs> you know, I'm not even sure that I'm in double penetration today. How's your Asian tranny and lesbian gangbang? No one for Oh man, I forgot to mention the um, the on the first guy that the porn Nazi shuts down when he says no porn for you. The guy, <laughs> the actor, immediately clutches his hands in his face like he just immediately started bawling and then <laughs> runs off stage. <laughs> this, I know he's I know he's not going to be able to cry on cue, but right. <laughs> do you have any concept of how basic commu- commu- human, human emotion, emotion works? works? <laughs> like if I said something sad to you, Casey, the first thing isn't. Like he almost looked like he punched himself in the eye sockets. Like, oh, you got to stop the tears from just bursting out of my skull. To be fair to the guy, he probably thought he was just standing there holding the mic. <laughs> like, oh, we need a. They're like, no, you got a day player role. He's like, oh wow, awesome. Okay, uh, this is this is um, so apparently Kramer 
the sure. Kramer character. He's involved in some hijinks. Apparently, he, he just can't jerk off anymore. Porno's not good enough for him. And uh, Gorge, that's the... Uh, uh, instead of George, George, they call him Gorge. Oh, that's, wow. I'll give him credit for that. That's that's pretty smart. I guess so. <laughs> but it's not like he's getting... He has no Gorge in him. I don't right. know. I guess he's... I don't know. Whatever. But uh, this is Kramer coming up with a harebrained scheme uh, to, to film his own porno. This is, you know, and then, of course, uh, the Jer- Gary character is uh, commenting off the sidelines. I love how um, Kramer's describing what you need for a porno, and then the the Jerry character has that witty comeback of logic, reason, the ability to communicate a rational thought. Like, that was a slight dig at, like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah porno doesn't take any skill. <laughs> Do you think Kramer could produce a porno? <laughs> And I gotta say, these people obviously have a great sense of humor. I don't know. I, I actually, I don't know if I would say I was enjoying this, but I was insanely fascinated by this. But all right, you have this Kramer character. Kramer has a uh, films this porno, and and you know, of course, gets involved in the porno himself. Sure. How do you not make it interracial with a black chick? How is that not addressed? <laughs> well, this is pornography for Christ's sake. Yeah. It was interracial, but it was with Asian chicks. How do you not? How do you not touch on that subject of him screaming the n word? Come on, porno. <laughs> come on. I understand uh, Larry David of Curb Your Enthusiasm when the when the Seinfeld cast come back, he probably won't touch on it. But come on, porno. How funny would that be if he did? If Wanda Sykes comes in because she's on. Oh, show. dude, that'd be awesome. <laughs> I'm I'm dying that they address that because you want to talk about reality. This is the yeah. Ultimate reality of a guy just freaking out, having nothing to say, and falling back on, all right, I'll just scream the N-word. Like, that's got to be the... I'll, I'll get laughed by people being uncomfortable, that whole... Right, I mean, isn't thing. that isn't that almost like a... That's a great examination into human psychology. Like, this guy literally had everything, mm-hmm. you know, had possibly the cushiest job, you know, doing one day a week on the on pos- you know the most popular sitcom of everything. F- still feels the need to go out and perform. He was never known as a stand up comedian, right. but he was like, hey, I got to do something. So he goes out there and then just has nothing. And it's like, oh, okay, uh, I'm going to try to create this Lenny Bruce character persona on the spot and just start yelling <laughs> yeah. at the n word. Nope. I wish I wish to God I was there. I would have been laughing uncontrollably. <laughs> Just because as a comedian, watching another comedian bomb or just do something horribly inappropriate, there's nothing funnier than that. Than watching just a human you know train the, wreck. You know the true sadness behind the... Uh, right, you know what words. he's going through. Yeah. Now, here's, here's a question for you, because I know that you said they have the, the porn Nazi on here. Do they have, like, is Newman in this? Is, like, yes, Newman makes a cameo really? at the end. And the Newman character, worst casting of the group. Oh, I, no. I think... You know, was it, it, actually, for, it was give, actually Wayne Knight. They actually got him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he was just too skinny. It, it, it ruined the whole thing. <laughs> it took me out of it. The, the Kramer character looks really kind of gaunt and uh, wiry. The George character looks pretty good. Yeah. I mean, it's just basically a fat guy with male pattern baldness. <laughs> right. The the saddest part though is the George character doesn't get laid in the porno. Uh, it's like, no. oh, come on. Get, come on, let it. George can get them. The, Did they have a Jerry Stiller? Did they have a Mr. Oh, Mr. no, Mr. no, they didn't have the... Uh, <laughs> That'd be hilarious. Yeah, so basically what happened... I, I really tried to follow the plot, but it was like, there's a porn Nazi, and then Jerry started watching porn, and Elaine got turned on by how good the porn was, and then they had sex, and then... I don't know, for some reason, there, 
Elaine's way of getting back with the poor Nazi was having sex with the girl that worked at the poor Nazi shop. Yeah. And then uh, Kramer decided to film his own porno to help Gorgie Boy's uh, <laughs> sex life. And then, I don't know, he ends up using Suzanne, um, George's girlfriend, in right. it. And then it was just supposed to be for George, but then somehow the poor Nazi gets a hold of it. Oh, so poor Nazi's pretty big part in this in this story. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's like a central... Uh, He's, like, he's, well, a, he's okay. in the he's in all three acts. Wow! So Kramer uses Gorge's girlfriend, and, and Gorge still doesn't get me. No, no, not oh, at all. So just bad. some other guy who just like shows up named Buck, who just <laughs> is like strapping forty eight year old dude, and just like the, he was clearly not a parody of anyone. He was just like, all right, uh, we signed this guy. Right. <laughs> we got to this guy's penis works. So we got to use this stunt cock. Wow! All right, the last clip it kind of ends on. Um, Gary doing stand up about um about breasts, breast implants. Oh wait. <laughs> <laughs> That's the theme from Primetime. So then uh, Elena comes up and she's like, these are real and they are spectacular. And then they just start boning oh, on stage. As a oh, stand-up really? comedian, this was kind of a turn on. Like, <laughs> just like, hey, I'm doing some riffing. And then an insanely large-chested woman comes out of the stage and makes love to me. There's a note. Just start doing a lot more. Uh, you, men love all kinds of breast material. <laughs> maybe, someone will, maybe someone will fall for it. Yeah, I don't think so. All right. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. The one last thing I was, was <laughs> I remember as a kid thinking uh, that writing for porn would be a fantastic job because like they couldn't really care too much. Well, this was but, a this was a lot of writing. They did a lot of work. Yeah, good for that guy. Find out his name and yeah. Hi. Oh, it's it's on there. Don't worry. They do the credits the same as the uh, <laughs> as, with as the Seinfeld with like the written by and the the bumper music. It's all the same. All right, guys. Well, the uh, the next two Thursdays, uh, the show will be live to tape, but we have some great programs coming up for you. We have the NFL Preview Podcast, the official Green Room um, season podcast where we play a lot of hilarious NFL clips, talk about the upcoming season. And then uh, we also have a uh, special guest coming out on the other episode, Dr. Bruce Goldberg, who is a hypnotherapist and who hypnotizes my roommate, Ryan, and does some past life regressions. That uh, really shouldn't be missed. So, uh, Casey, ter- tell everyone where they can find you. Oh, you can find me uh, Thursdays at uh, Crash Bar Improv in Los Angeles or uh, Comedy Garage, uh, doing some stand-up uh, once a month. Yeah, we're doing a uh, special Comedy Garage taping uh, August 29th, so make sure you check that out. Logan, where can people find you? TheYellowMike.com and, of course, Twitter. All right. Uh, thank you, everyone, for tuning in. This has been The Green Room. <laughs> The Green Room is brought to you by LegalZoom.com, the leader in self-help legal documents. Be sure to enter referral code GREEN at checkout for the Green Room discount. ShantiGreen.com